And it's at that moment that I tell her, like, I'm saving myself a marriage. So like, I'm not going to like have sex with you. Uh, but when I said that her reaction, she just like blew up and was like, are you fucking kidding me? You can't <laughs> possibly believe that. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Eric Aspera. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we have an awesome guest for you today. My good buddy is coming on the show that I've mentioned before about waiting till marriage. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, so excited because he's truly one of the least judgmental people I've ever met in my life. One of the nicest people. And... Um, He's just he's just great, and I'm so excited he's open to like talking all all the details. Yeah, I love chatting we, with him. We asked him some real personal questions yeah. <laughs> about his uh, waiting till marriage and what exactly that means, as we assumed everybody wonders, right? <laughs> um, so before though, I was actually doing some research because I had a friend tell me this quote fact that if a woman like the less partners you have, the more likely you are to not get divorced. Okay. So there was a survey done, national survey, and they found the most successful marriages, if we just look at number of people you slept with, were people that were zero to one partner. Okay. But the highest rate for divorce was women that only had two partners. That's interesting. Isn't that crazy? There's a huge spike from one to two. Wow. I wonder if they regretted. Like that. <laughs> I didn't write the first time. <laughs> well, it's like basically the graph, it goes, it spikes up for two, right? Okay. And then it goes down for like three to five, et cetera, et cetera. And then as the numbers go up, it does gradually go up. Oh, uh, right? I see. But it's just so interesting of the number two. And then the person that did the research basically concluded, they were like, well, listen, the people that were zero to one, the one was, you know, 99% of the time, the husband that yeah. they did marry so the person they marry is the only person they've been with right yeah so they were like if you're that type of person that's only slept with two people they're like obviously the other person that you slept with was also like a serious relationship possibly someone you probably thought you were going to marry okay but it was like if you've only been with one other person and now you're with this person you are constantly comparing the two yeah and it's almost I like bet. did i choose correctly so they might have regrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's just, I, I just oh. found that so interesting. I didn't think like two would be the one that it's like, oh, the least successful. Yeah, I don't know. The numbers thing is so hard. I used to get really worried about numbers. Like, I don't know, when, like after you first start having sex, and you're like, oh, like it hasn't been like that many people. And mm -hmm. then like, as it starts to go up when you're single this long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is it's kind of, of inevitable yeah but i mean now that i'm like in my late 20s i'm like i don't give a shit like i don't even really know what it is like yeah. i don't i don't worry about it anymore like do you worry about numbers no and similar to the survey it basically was like once a woman hits a certain number of partners it stresses each partner less yeah and there's less of this like oh should i have made it work with that one or yeah. should i have gone back to so and so like it, it almost makes you be like yeah sex is different with different people and some parts are better and some parts are not as good yeah like i think you get better at being able to separate and actually understand like wh what's casual sex and like what is actually 
gonna lead to something because I think when you're young and you're just starting out and like both of us like not really in anything serious when you lose your virginity mm-hmm. so you're kind of like what does it mean like mm-hmm. what's happening and so right. it's all just casual <laughs> yeah I mean it was a little sad to read that it was just like you know a woman that has more partners uh you know definitely doesn't see any of the, the romanticness <laughs> in sex anymore or whatever the exact wording was and I just was like well yeah true <laughs> true I guess um I think that's a positive in some ways. Yeah, but it's uh the person that like said that fact to me. It it felt like shameful to hear it. Really? That was like, well, you know, the less partners a woman has, the more likely it is to work out. And I'm like, well, buddy, I looked up it. I looked <laughs> it up, okay? And technically, if I had two partners, it'd be very unlikely to work out. <laughs> so if you're at two right now, get a third in there. Yeah, just <laughs> get, get one more. Get a third. <laughs> <laughs> make it a triple play you know um but i think that's even true of like uh i kind of looked at it as like not even with sex but just like if you've only ever had one boyfriend mm-hmm. one person you actually dated technically anyone you date after that you're comparing to the other boyfriend oh absolutely so it's like yeah that's your only barometer for like how you should be treated in a way or yeah. what what things couples do together and don't do together it's like yeah of course you don't know you don't know until you kind of explore so yeah i definitely agree with that because i've had two probably like i talk about this like significant relationships right and they were both ended as train wrecks and (laughs) so like when the first one ended the next relationship that i got into like i think the things that i like so much about him were that they were the opposites of the other guy Mm, like every single way so i was like oh there's nothing like him at all he's perfect and it just it puts so much pressure on the new thing yeah Uh or sometimes it's the the minute you have the breakup you go for someone completely opposite of the person you were just with yeah just to be like see see how much better this is for me or or it's more like it'll work out just because they're so different yeah it's like that has nothing to really do with it oh this is new it's nice (laughs) it's like no that's not not better necessarily um i'm i wanted to ask did you ever was there ever a time in your life that you felt like you were going to wait until marriage no i think my concern not my concern my original hope was that i would wait to lose my virginity in a relationship yeah same um and then that didn't happen (laughs) same (laughs) (laughs) but it was with someone who i really cared about and really liked Mm -hmm. um so i i was happy about that and who it was with um that was really like the standard that i set for myself so i i agree with paul and you know setting standards with yourself and like sticking to them and there being times that like you really like you kind of doubt it and Mm -hmm. and you want to break through because you kind of have this like sexual frustration but then when you do i don't know if you felt this way but then like when you do have that moment with the right person it all kind of makes it all worth it um for the first time yeah uh yeah like i was i was very comfortable for mine yeah and uh i cared about the person and they mm-hmm. cared about me, but it wasn't it wasn't a romantic thing. Same. And it's almost like, I mean, we talk about this all the time with certain stuff. If you can compartmentalize in your brain that like this is not gonna be a relationship. I'm not gonna say marry this person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this isn't going towards love. Like if you can do that, then go for it. Kind yeah. of thing. And I kind of I was on that side because I basically was sitting there going, I'm I don't think I'm gonna get a boyfriend anytime soon. Yeah. And I wanted to have sex and right. I felt ready to have sex. Yeah. So it was like, 
all right, I don't think this boyfriend thing's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. And um, I was right because, uh, hello, 13 years later, still don't have one. And, <laughs> um, you know, because sometimes, I mean, I've met women that are like around my age, like 27, 28, still are virgins. And it's just for the reason where they're like, I just haven't met the right person. Mm-hmm. And they're not sitting there being like, I'm waiting for marriage. But they're like, I, I just haven't had a real boyfriend. Like, yeah. I haven't had any guy like treat me right. And I'm like, yeah, been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like i guess my version of maybe paul's like very happy he waited uh feeling and comfortability or like i mean i've said it before i, I the last person i dated was really the first person i had sex with that i was like oh i really care about this person yeah and it- i felt like the extra layer of intimacy and connecting with someone that leaving that made me be like oh i don't know if i will ever want to have random sex again yeah once you have that like true intimacy it it's very different mm-hmm. um and you're kind of like whoa this is what everyone's talking about <laughs> yeah it's intense it's intense on another level or it's yeah. um i mean i've had friends be like the only way i've been able to come from sex was when i was in love with the person yeah and i'm like well don't know what that is either but yeah. um <laughs> maybe <laughs> have you tried this little finger trick yeah i'm like i don't know yeah. <laughs> really i thought it was loop you know like i don't know <laughs> yeah so i think the relationship sex uh was is both like a blessing and now kind of a curse in a way i don't know i think i'm kind of just back to where i was before where it's the thing of like all right if i don't get any for a certain amount of time i suddenly hit this point that i'm horny enough that i'm like yeah almost anybody would fulfill this need in a way yeah it takes a minute once you've gotten out of a relationship to like get there um but like Mm -hmm. i'm not sitting around here waiting for like that moment to fall in love (laughs) the next time (laughs) i get out there oh yeah that's for sure well i was gonna ask how long do you think you really could wait with someone you were dating to have sex oh god um because i've played this we didn't have time with paul to get into this but i debated with him i was like you know, uh, when we were roommates, I was like, you know, Paul, I'm like, I'm someone that I, I don't think there is no God, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't consider myself super religious, though. Mm-hmm. But I was like, look, I was like, if I really love someone, I was like, maybe till like close to engagement. But I was like, I would not go into marriage not having sex before. No. Not to knock his beliefs and what he does. No, I, I don't think I could do it. Well, especially now that like I have had sex and I've had good sex, I've had bad sex, like to me physical chemistry is so important with mm-hmm. someone um and i think like it's such a building block of a relationship to me that like i mean i'm sure so many people have had this where you like really like someone and you hit it off like in person on the dates and then all of a sudden you like get into bed and you're like what's happening yeah and so i think that would be one of my biggest fears like having experienced that with people is that like all mm-hmm. of a sudden like you get into bed and like it's just not there um yeah because i'm sure it probably is a little bit quite a bit different actually for people who have saved themselves and like but if you have like a a rolodex to compare to <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean it does. i think it you does know? make it harder because yeah. i guess the bright side of if you are to wait and it's the only person you've been with there is the thing of like you don't even know what you're missing right so if it isn't whatever level of sex you've had in the past like you don't know you're like this is what sex is to me this is all i'm gonna know yeah well he also talks about it in this episode later i won't say too much but about um like figuring it out with his wife and figuring out together Mm -hmm. and that that like what a beautiful thing that is and i think 
there's something so important in that of like if all of a sudden you or I was just to like stop having sex I think it would be a totally different experience to for us to be with someone who waited for marriage and I don't I don't know that I could do it well, I think the big thing of, like, I, I, you get the vibe from Paul as it, when he talks is it's, like, he has no ego going in. Right. And I think a lot of men, regardless of waiting for marriage <laughs> or not, have the ego. Do they? Where it's, like, if you ever give any type of suggestion even in bed or, like, maybe let's try this or even slight criticism, they will just shut down. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, they're yeah. they're not sitting there being, like, oh, I really, you know. I was actually talking to a good friend about this who's been in several relationships and she was saying she had to like teach an ex of hers that like, hey, when we are having sex and you finish and I didn't, that doesn't mean sex is over. <laughs> like, you know it's what like I mean? She's like, for it's men. not just like, oh, all right, maybe next time for you. Like, she was like, that's important to me that you care that I also finish. And that you know that that's not yeah, over. Yeah, right. But she was like, clearly no one said that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, look, and even she's like, not like a, you know, a Nazi about it all the time. It's right. Like, uh, listen, <laughs> get back in here. Yeah. You know? Get back down there, sir. Right. Or whatever, <laughs> you know. But I think that's also like a hesitation a lot of women have mm-hmm. is even like, basically, if you're not honest from the beginning and you're not open from the beginning, men yeah. or women. To suddenly, say, years later, be like, yeah, you know what? I've never come this whole time. Oh, is God, like jarring. Yeah. Like, I would feel terrible if I was the person that was getting said to. Right. Because it, it's like, I don't know how you don't take that as, as, as an ego blow, basically. Right. You're basically like, oh, you've been with me for years. <laughs> and bring never it up really now. enjoyed it right like cool can't wait to do it again <laughs> <laughs> you know? let's try again. <laughs> oh yeah that that's got to be hard yeah Ugh. i mean and for me the physical thing i don't i stress more now with herpes because i've been with people that they're cool with it they accept it mm-hmm. but i but then it's like they still never get comfortable fully comfortable having sex with me and i could feel that mm. and that's something that's like I don't know how you, I don't know. Waiting, yeah. that seems really impossible. Yeah. Because you really do have a lot more to figure out and talk about. and Yeah. I yeah. think with any partner, if they truly want to make it good for you, everybody, you would have patience, you know? Yeah. Like, everybody knows the first time you have sex with a new partner usually yeah. isn't I don't great. judge off the first time. Come no. On. <laughs> One time. Because it is, sex is just so awkward and so many ways um <laughs> i mean i guess good sex isn't awkward i guess that's the difference maybe i'm just awkward <laughs> yeah, i was like i don't know man i'm not sitting here being like it's awkward it can be yeah i guess yeah. sometimes but maybe. i just feel like after things happen <laughs> once then it's, i mean you're literally like getting red right now we're just talking I about feel it like it's me. well i feel like you know that's the beauty i mean i feel like we're almost like campaigning against what Paul did with his life, which I think is a very beautiful thing. Um, and I don't mean it that way, but it's like, that's kind of the beauty of, you know, even just like being naked in front of a few people gets you like more comfortable being naked. Yeah. So it's the same with like, I mean, we'll say it like uh, a queef, right? First time that happens, you're like, what <laughs> in the world <laughs> is happening? <laughs> like, no, I mean, that is some terrifying, terrifying <laughs> stuff. I had, I remember when that happened, I remember being like, I don't, I didn't even know it's called a queef. I don't know what it is. And you're just like, what? Whoa. And then you're like, do I just try to talk over this? 
it's still it's kind of funny to laugh at but it's just like i feel like that's a moment for a lot of women that it's like i don't know because you're always going to make weird eye contact <laughs> yeah it's a yeah that's a like do you run out of the room I don't, you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah it's happened to all of us <laughs> you're not alone Right, but that's like that's the thing. Like as much as I felt like uh, me and my friends were open my whole life, and I was like reading Cosmopolitan magazine, and I thought like I knew so much about sex. It's like, nope, there's still gonna no. be things that happen. They're <laughs> yeah. like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Someone please explain this. Is um, <laughs> that me? Was that you? <laughs> I know, right? Okay, all right. Well, we gotta get to our episode with Paul. Um, and if you guys have any questions, uh, email us in at shooters gotta shoot pod at gmail dot com. Um, and also follow us on Instagram at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. If you want extra episodes, we got a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Shooters Gotta Shoot. Uh, check out what we're doing over there. We're actually halfway to our goal of 100 patrons or money goal of 500 a month, which actually means we'll start doing extra episodes every week. So we're yes, halfway to that goal. So you're about to get, you're about to get double the queefs <laughs> um, from your favorite gals. And, uh, all right, but let's get into our next guest. All right. You've seen him on the Steve Harvey show. You might have read his book, A Lot of Firsts. And he has a special, I'm the Father Now, available on YouTube and Spotify. It's the very awesome dad, Paul Schisler. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you for joining us so much. (laughs) Woo! I've been looking forward to this all week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those people who don't know, uh, Paul not only is a good friend of mine, but Paul actually was one of my first roommates in New York City. And we, in fact, shared a bedroom together. <laughs> <laughs> literal, literal roommates. <laughs> That's really intense. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, so as we said before, our episode today is about saving yourself till marriage or waiting till marriage to have sex. And Paul is literally the only male example I personally know <laughs> of this. Um, but I guess everybody loves a love story. So I think up top, um, tell us how you and your wife met. God, it was, it's such like a lame, good story. Buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) I, the first time she likes to remind me of this all the time. The first time we met, I don't even remember meeting her. And she remembers like meeting me and just being like, oh, this guy's such a dick. (laughs) And, and I didn't, cause I didn't, I just like didn't pay any attention to her. There was a, a girl that I went to undergrad with, went to seminary with my wife, and uh, we ran into each other in Central Park one time because that girl was like, oh, I know that guy from college. And uh, Esther, my wife, <laughs> remembers that I was like with some other girl at the time. And she's like, oh, this guy, ugh. And, uh, <laughs> and then but later we met again at church the same friend was like, oh, hey, that's that's the guy from college that I know. And uh, we met again and um, we had a really great interaction and became really good friends. And we would just like hang out and meet up every once in a while. My mom visited the city and met Esther, my wife, and was just enthralled with Esther. She's like, <laughs> who's this amazing woman? And they emailed back and forth. And anytime I would talk to my mom, she'd be like, hey, how's Esther doing? I'm like, uh, how, am I, how am I doing, mom? <laughs> and, uh, but we were just friends for two years. Two, two and a half years, just platonic friends. I wasn't attracted to her. She wasn't attracted to me. She would try to set me up with some of her friends. Did not work out. And then after like two years or so of being friends, 
I remember she took me out for like a birthday dinner. And by the way, this whole time we would go out to dinner and uh, I think you, Erica and Tom, our other roommate at the time, you guys would be like, wait, <laughs> she's taking you out to dinner and it's <laughs> not a date? <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh -huh. And I'm like, no, 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 it's just platonic. Oh, I the whole time was like, this girl <laughs> likes you. Like, cause when you first met, you were younger too. So I was like, when you were young, she didn't. I didn't think she did when you were younger. Like, oh, this guy's not ready for marriage, you know? But then once you were of the age, I was like, oh, something's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we first met, she was just like, oh, this boy needs Jesus. Cause I'm just like, a, I'm just like a poor comedian. <laughs> like I have like 18 roommates sharing a bedroom with Erica. And, but I remember she, she took me out for a birthday dinner one time and I was dating someone else at the time. And I remember looking at her at this dinner and thinking, oh, she's hot. Like, why have I never tried dating her? <laughs> why, why have I never like, it's just like the, we, like the scales were lifted. And uh, then soon after that, I would be more proactive about taking her out to dinner. And then um, she took me to her brother's place and I got to meet her brother and their friends. And that was like a test. And then we became boyfriend and girlfriend after that. Oh, there you go. And but that's it. The birthday dinner, you were dating someone else. Like, did you dump that girl immediately? Or like, how did that play out? That was a, no, that was a complicated <laughs> thing. <laughs> Erica knows about that. That was a complicated thing. Yeah. But the woman I was dating was six or seven years older than me. So okay. my wife is six years older than me. So because I was dating this other, other woman, I realized like, oh, obviously age is not an issue. That like age gap, like me being younger and she has her shit together and she's more of a catch. Uh, so obviously age isn't a difference. So why have I not pursued this really good friend of mine? Yeah. Okay. I just remember when you came home from the dinner, you were like, oh, she asked me if I was seeing anyone. And I said, yes. And her face really? dropped. And you were like, that's also when I was like, oh, oh, she has a thing for me. And you were like, Erica and Tom were right. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Because you came home and we're like, how was dinner? I remember that. Yeah, you, were, you came <laughs> home and we were like, oh, how was dinner with Esther? And you were like, well, she asked if I was dating anyone. And I don't think she was happy about it. And I was like, see what I mean? And I'm, and I remember being like, what was she wearing? And you're like, just a dress and heels like she always wears. And I was <laughs> like, oh, like she, she always wears. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Sure, there was just, just casual friend dinner wear, you know. I mean, that's what yeah, always and it was, good, and she, she, but... I remember the restaurant. She took me to this really nice sushi restaurant, too. And she paid. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's <dinner>. a date. <laughs> you know. I mean, we should have her you, on the you podcast. She's got to shoot. Hundred dollar know? dinners for platonic friends. Yeah, no, they don't, Paul. They don't. <laughs> Not even Unless on the birthdays. Really hot. <laughs> but I mean, you mentioned you dated other people before your wife. Um, what was your experience like telling them that you wanted to wait until marriage? And when would you usually tell people that you were like going out with? Like, would it be first date conversation, few date conversation? Uh, like first or second date. Really? It would come up that quick? Yeah, I think so. Just because I like being in comedy, you're so used to skipping boring pleasantries, you know, and you want to have real conversations. You want to get into it. And you're so used to being like, here's who I am. <laughs> and in my stand up comedy, I regularly talk about like, here's who I am. I'm not having sex, all that stuff. So it felt more natural to 
bring that up in conversations. Um, it wasn't always on the first date or second date, but usually in like the one to two, one to three date range, I'd bring it up. Or there was a brief stint where I was like on dating apps mm-hmm. and I would bring it up pretty early. Like before you even met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was even like a stand-up clip that I would sometimes send which sounds so obnoxious, like, <laughs> check out my stand-up. Look but, at me. <laughs> but it, like, it weeds out certain people where I'm like, hey, here's, here's like a funny way of me letting you know I'm not going to have sex with you. <laughs> and we can laugh about it. And then you can say, is that true? And I say, yeah. And then we go from there. Okay. Did you ever have any, like negative or just like difficult reactions that led to just awkward conversations. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There was one that was the, I've only had one that was brutal and uh, I don't fully blame her either. So I like at a, after a show, I used to run a show and this girl came once or twice and she like had her friend give me her number I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and like, we went out for drinks. <laughs> Erica, you were there. And she, bought, <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, she bought drinks for Erica and like all our, all my friends. And Erica got wasted. But she was very friendly. She bought us all shots, but. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah she, she was, she was like born and raised New Yorker girl where she's like hot, very like bold, takes what she wants. This is my <laughs> town. I was along for the ride. <laughs> Just a Southern innocent boy. I'm like, oh my gosh. So all my friends got wasted. <laughs> and then her and I went to one of her friends' baller apartment. She, she lived in like these, she's like one of these rich New York kids. We went to one of his, her friend's apartment. And I guess that was just to test like, looking back on it, I realized it's a test like, hey, I'm going to bring this guy home. So I need one of my friends to at least like meet this guy, be around this guy, you know, we're safe. It's good. Yeah. And uh, then from there, she's like, let's go back to my place. We go back to her place on the Upper East Side, which fast forward is like two blocks from the place I used to live. And uh, we get to her place and it's this massive apartment slash home mansion where we walk in and there's like a spiral staircase when you walk in and oh, fancy. Jesus. That, that's super fancy so she lives with her parents and she's like hey we have to be quiet because i live with my parents oh. and we go up to her, not her bedroom the guest bedroom oh god and <laughs> we start like making out shirts coming off getting hot and heavy who and then she asks if I have a condom and I'm like, (laughs) nah, (laughs) nah, (laughs) I do not. I've never had a condom. (laughs) And it's at that moment that I tell her like, I'm saving myself a marriage. So like, I'm not going to like have sex with you. So like zoom out of that. I, well before that should have been up front and should have not put myself or her in that situation. Uh, But when I said that her reaction, she just like blew up and was like, are you fucking kidding me? You can't (laughs) possibly believe that. Like, come on, that's so pathetic. How can you believe that? 
and she was like making me defend like my (laughs) theology my beliefs my morals for like why and was saying just basically like that's so stupid like i can't believe this how how can you like that's so dumb and uh it was just the you know i'm like shirtless like (laughs) defending myself like yeah no this is what i believe i'm sorry that's just what you know i'm here to do and she's like okay and she went to her bedroom and went to sleep and then her dog came in the guest room with me and we went to sleep. <laughs> and I stayed you stayed there. the night? I stayed there. <laughs> because, because, because it was like 3 a.m. It was raining in New York City in a part of the city I've never been in before. And I was just like tired. And I felt that was the, in that, in like the dating sex context, that was like probably the lowest I felt about myself. And just so ashamed and like, dude, you should have just done it. Or like, why did I put myself in that situation? It was just the worst feeling. I felt like such a piece of shit. And then in the morning, um, she like came in and like took me out the back way. She's like, hey, my mom's in the kitchen. So I'm going to sneak you out the back way. And I snuck out the back way. So then it, like, we didn't even do anything, but I'm being snuck out like some whore or something. Yeah, oh my <laughs> you know? God. Uh, and then did two she, days like, later, she texted and apologized. Oh, she did. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Still, two days though. Two like days. the next morning, you'd be like, like that must yeah. have been so awkward. I mean, I remember finding out you went home with this girl before even hearing this story, and I was like, why do you go home with her? He's not gonna have sex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I was but like, whole, yeah, I don't see that going yeah. well. Oh my. Because God. all my experiences in the past with girls have been, everyone's been cool about just making out, but. You know, making out in bed, but not yeah. actually having sex. But I, I 100% agree. Like, why the hell would I put her or I in that situation? And I, I, I always, I did that uh, because like, you know, I wasn't having sex, but I always wanted to like test myself. Mm, and, okay. you know, like pure of the fence, <laughs> so to speak. Or it's like, just because you're not having sex doesn't mean you're not a sexual person. Yeah, right. exactly. Like we've, I've been in a hot makeout where you're like, "This is great." Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's nice to just have a, like a really good makeout, you know? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you just like hit it off with someone, and it, like you're having fun, and you like want to go back. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I think her yeah. reaction. I don't is know what that we were hitting it off. We were oh. just like, <laughs> we were just hot and horny. Okay. Honestly, it's like one of those like i don't know I, I say it's like a new york city thing but I, it can happen everywhere i guess where you're just like yeah, this is like fun and we're young and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we've all been there <laughs> right i mean anything we ask by the way if, if anything's too personal you can pass uh, i just wanted to clarify that up top um but i think a lot of the things people wonder about when people say they're saving themselves till marriage they're not gonna have sex what exactly does that mean does that mean literally vaginal sex does it mean all types of sex like the thing i've heard other christian friends of mine that grew up in the church say is they're like well when you ask that question they would look at you and be like well it's chinese food food <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like oh, okay oh it means everything so like no oral yeah, yeah. no you know, like essentially no foreplay but i don't know if that means hands like i don't i think that's the one thing people always wonder like are, are we doing anything but yeah is it you know like what's the line uh, yeah. there's there's such a, a spectrum in 
like Christian world. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, it, it's like, is sex in the word? Then there you go. <laughs> you know, like oral sex, okay. hand sex, all the, is it in the word? There you go. Mm-hmm. But it depends on like which Christian you ask. You know, I know I was shocked when I went to college and then graduated from college and I would meet other Christians and everything like that. I was shocked how so many, like I, I, I was, I was like one of the few virgins, even in the Christian group of people that I knew. So I'm like, oh, guys, yeah. well, I, I'm, are we, you're all doing it? You know? <laughs> oh, like they were having sex too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, so okay. there's like a, there's like a spectrum of people. It's so, you know, people pick and choose whatever they believe and stuff like that. Um, so some, I, I was, I think I was shocked to find out how many other Christians were just like chill about it. Mm. Um, but so, so yeah, back to the, you know, there's just a spectrum of stuff. Um, I, if I was super strong, I wouldn't have ever done anything, but uh, <laughs> I've explored <laughs> all the other realms. Okay. Okay. So it's that you're like, you're just sitting there being like, I'm not perfect. It's not like it never happened. Ever, yeah. Ever, yeah. Ever. Yeah. And it's so like other things that are like fooling around and stuff, just like one step past making out that baseline. I'm keeping it super like PG Disney. It's not, it's, I mean, it's up to you what you want to share. You don't even have to share this if you don't want. We appreciate you coming on. So, so I, I would explore that, but then feel bad about it because I knew um, not like, oh, God's going to hate me now, but because that, that's a line that I set for myself that I still like went past, mm-hmm. even though like I, I, I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's such like a battle, right? With like, like, oh, I want to, but I don't have the best self-control all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know. <laughs> yeah, you're Definitely human not beings. You you're know. not talking to two angels over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, we're not judging <laughs> anything you're saying. Um, I'm impressed. But was uh, I'm curious, the reason you were saving yourself for marriage, was it primarily religious? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, had a good one-on-one with God, and he was like, lock it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, primarily religious, but not like, you know, I'm not like a Pharisee about it. Like I also recognize that, uh, the benefits. So yeah, it comes, comes from a religious place, but I re- also recognize the benefits of it, at least from my point of view, like that's something that I get to share with my wife and, mm-hmm. uh, saving myself. It came from religious reasons, but save myself it's a beautiful thing that I'll get to share with my wife. So I, I see the benefit and I like it even outside of the religious aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know plenty of people that ended up waiting just because they didn't meet the right person that they wanted to be with in that way. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with religion whatsoever. Like they're yeah. just like, I just never really had a boyfriend. And they're like, <laughs> like, I'm just waiting to be in love or like whatever your reason is. So, you know, I, I just was curious if that's kind of where it originated. I feel like most people that is um but also because i'm curious like you know i grew up catholic and i felt like we would always have the sermon during church that was always like vague about something right but then later i would hear things like (laughs) we're not supposed to believe in abortion and i'm like well the church never directly says that i think it's in the bible is it yeah but just like i would go every week and i never had like a religious ed teacher or a priest like 
ever bring up like ever say the word you know so like i'm curious like when you would go to church like how direct do they talk about kind of these like boundaries and stuff the the most direct that i always hear about it in sermons is okay sex is between is like in marriage Mm -hmm. and like that's the that's they, they never get into like blowjobs are between man and wife yeah, yeah. and jobs are only something between husband and wife yeah it was always like you know sex is something saved for marriage i think that is actually in catholicism too but it's yeah. not like they don't blatantly talk about it like it's you're not supposed to lie with another man they don't it. so yeah but yeah. it's in the book <laughs> i well, read it like a hundred times well, i feel like that's also what you know parents say because you're very young when you're hearing a sex talk and they're like clearly this is just between married people like you know yeah. kind of thing um but especially i think a lot of people have hang-ups with religion and just being sexual in any way married or not yeah yeah because then also there's the question of like is masturbating okay is porn okay mm -hmm. like i mean it sounds like they didn't say specific things and it is it that was so that that stuff got specific in like youth group or, oh, okay. oh wow like, okay. small group youth group so like through high school college and everything those discussion those discussions were more specific with that stuff that's that i think in college that's where i kind of heard the whole like <laughs> is is sex in the word you know make the decision for yourself then mm -hmm. okay yeah so it was in a good context like in college i had those questions too like well can i fool around like what are the limits here and the um uh, like the campus pastor like whoever kind of like mentor i was asking these questions about they didn't say like don't you don't do that it was more like well oral sex you know hand job sex isn't the word like what do you think like that's something that you need to decide Mm -hmm. okay yeah so it was in a healthier way than i think a lot of my other christian friends experienced those types of sex talks but definitely with porn they were like don't watch porn oh they were okay yeah but then other people were like other like older men and those conversations at like youth group and high school and stuff and boys are like can i masturbate they're like yeah but don't watch porn when you do that. <laughs> and we're like, how do you do that? And they're like, next question. <laughs> well, I was kind of hoping they would encourage and masturbation. I'm like, yeah, I got an imagination, so. <laughs> you got to get it out. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I think porn at any age can be scarring for a lot of people or yeah. at least give you misconceptions about sex for sure. Absolutely. Like if you're never yeah, having I don't, anything I and you're watching porn. I don't think it's healthy as a whole. I, I, I hear, I've seen a lot of people talk about um, porn being healthy and Chloe Hillier talks about this in her book. Awesome book, by the way, fuck your diet. It's a great book. She talks, she talks a little bit about that, but boys do not watch healthy porn. They They're not know. receiving it in this way of like, Oh, this is how I approach a woman and make her feel valued. And make <laughs> her feel good. No, not at all. <laughs> Maybe there's some like 40 year old who sits down as a computer and is like, I'm 40. I'm going to watch porn for the first time in my entire life. Respecting women in sex. Click. That doesn't exist. So I think there's healthy porn watching that women experience, but for boys, uh, boys don't <laughs> no. look at that you know you, you can always tell when a guy like watches a lot of porn yeah you can you're like this 
I, I know where you learned this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. I've seen that video. Minute 23? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few times I'd ask a male friend after like hooking up with someone being like, he did this. And that seemed out of nowhere. And then they just go, yeah, he just watches a lot of porn. Like immediately. <laughs> yeah. They just, they were like, yeah, that's a porn thing. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, okay. Someone okay. should tell him. Yeah. <laughs> should I say yeah. something? And that's not like porn isn't real sex. When you're having sex with someone, <laughs> you don't have a production team. You're not performing. <laughs> you know, like when you're performing as a comedian, that's not how you really talk to another person. Exactly. Right. You're talking yeah. to people, but that's not how you talk. I mean, even movies. We oh, shared like yeah. a tweet on our Instagram that was something like, oh, hi, I'm a woman in a movie. I come easily from vaginal penetration. <laughs> yeah. like, like it's just like, oh, we just start having sex immediately. And oh, look at that. Everybody's, we're, everyone's coming at the same time. Just, it's just what, what a night, you know? <laughs> yeah. For, for high school, for me, it was watching the movie 300 and being like, oh, I need to be a king who's really jacked. <laughs> um, so... Can we ask about like your first time? And oh, how I have was a slideshow it? prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that must have just been like a lot of pressure um, between you and your wife. And, and what was that like? Like, were there a lot of stumbling blocks? It actually it, it didn't feel like a lot of pressure. So you know, like we we both saved ourselves, and that's that's all I'll say from her point of view um, to respect my queen. Uh, it actually didn't feel like a lot of pressure because we were both on the same page. We were both excited about it. We both had uh, friends and older mentors in our life who we could talk about this kind of stuff with very openly. And I know like men, Christian men in my life were very open with me and allowed me to ask a lot of questions about that. So it wasn't awkward. And they're like, yeah, your first time, it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, it's, it might feel good for you Mm. the first time, but it's going to be awkward. It's going to be comfortable. Embrace that, laugh about it, um, pray beforehand, you know, you know, this is coming from the spiritual side, but like connect spiritually. So you're connected spiritually, not just physically. And that's going to really make the moment more beautiful for you too. And so going into it, it was everything that I kind of, expected it to be because I didn't have expectations for like a (laughs) I'm gonna saunter into this room with all these candles and (laughs) I'm gonna be all like oiled up (laughs) you know (laughs) and somehow look even more jacked I don't know and it's also like at the end of a wedding and our wedding was super long so you're Mm -hmm. both exhausted and drained but you're both looking forward to this big moment and so just like showered up got all clean, had some champagne, um, prayed together, and then, you know, like, discussed us, discussed, like, the day, and got connected, and um, had our beautiful moment, and, uh, yeah, you know, and I'd always, the big thing that me and every virgin guy worries about is, like, oh, no, I'm not going to last long. Mm, yeah and uh i've lasted longer than i thought <laughs> but because not because i'm like i'm good at sex <laughs> well like i mean it makes sense from a male perspective that would be like maybe your number one fear is yeah. like oh it's gonna be one, one second and 
they're gonna sit there and go that's it and you're like well <laughs> all right honey see you in the morning you know oh it sounds like it was so beautiful i'm like oh i wish i it was <laughs> yeah and it, i i think people get freaked out about like the it's got to be it's got to seem beautiful from a third party perspective but it's just got to be beautiful between you two mm-hmm. you know even with all the awkwardness and the silly giggles and the like hee hee and the ouch and the all that stuff yeah uh that's what makes it beautiful i think and mm-hmm. um but yeah in my head i think i just lasted longer because i was just like i can't believe this is happening and like, <laughs> <laughs> you know you get so in your head and, yeah. uh... Uh, well it's funny you said that of like the third party view because i've heard from like directors cuts and stuff that makeout scenes and things like that in movies specifically are not how people actually make out because it looks better so it's oh. almost like it's like don't even yeah. worry about what it looks like <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? like, or that's anybody yeah. like i i guess like a self-conscious thing I had for a very long time is like, I've always had a little stomach. So like in terms of like sexual positions being on top, I was like terrified to be up there because I no just was so self-conscious cares. of my body. <laughs> right. But it's, uh, it took like, it actually took some guy friends being like, listen, Erica, when you're up there, we're looking at your tits. <laughs> no one's looking at your stomach. Like he was like, they were like, don't worry about that. I'm like, oh, okay. Or we're just thinking about ourselves and how we look. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But but it's, I feel like with age or even just with experience, everybody gets over little things like that. Yeah, guys are like, wait, you have a stomach? <laughs> yeah, they don't even, they're like, I'm just so happy you're here, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that you had mentors that were like openly talking to you about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't have that. So I'm very thankful mm-hmm. for um, just like mentors and older, just being friends with older guys, older men. Mm-hmm. who are, are are comfortable to talk about that stuff right because yeah. i think a lot of people when they're saving themselves or it's for religious reasons there's also this thing of like it's so so private so they don't want to share yeah. anything about it or even just you know your wife and her friends like that's great that she had friends that waited yeah. and then were willing to like talk to her a little bit and it's not just like yep figure that out with your husband see ya <laughs> <Good> <laughs> you know? but yeah I, I think virgins that wait till marriage and have really horrible experiences with, with all of that and stuff like that is because it's like very isolated and it's very shameful and very private and they don't have people to talk to. Mm-hmm. And that's bad. Well, I think that's most people when they lose their virginities, like no matter how old you are, I feel like people just don't really talk about it until you're like really openly having sex. And like, I know I didn't <laughs> you guys talk didn't to call anyone. your mom right after. <laughs> God, no, Marianne did not get a phone call. <laughs> no, my mom looked through my phone. So <laughs> but yeah 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 i hear what you mean um so many people have a fear that when they wait until marriage the sex will be either bad for them or for their partner did you ever have that feeling not really i think when i was younger yes Mm -hmm. but then i got older no because when you find someone you love sex isn't everything for the relationship and then B also, and this is also because from talking with older people, people who've been in marriages and stuff like that, and talked very openly with me about this kind of stuff, like you get good together. <laughs> so I didn't have the fear of like whether whoever I married was a virgin or not. Um, I didn't really have that fear of like, oh no, 
I'm not going to go in there just killing it. Right. I'm not going to come in there just like, oh my gosh, this guy's so good at sex. He looks <laughs> so good at like sexing me. Because, because you, then you learn like that's, like, that's something between us, you know? So I, I liked that I wasn't bringing in stuff that I learned from other women into my marriage, into that relationship, because everyone's different. So if this woman is really into something, I'm be, and I'm in a relationship with her and we're doing it, I'm learning how she wants to be pleased. That's not my wife, you know? Mm-hmm. There might be some crossover, but ultimately, like, that's what pleases her. This, you know, what pleases my wife might be something totally different. So I love that we were both starting from, like, ground floor. And I get to learn, and she gets to learn what we like mm-hmm. and what feels good for each other and get good at that instead of, like, well, so-and-so like this, so let me... <laughs> let me <laughs> Let me make you endure this for a year until you tell me, no, don't do that anymore. Were you sure that you wanted to marry a woman who was also a virgin or were you open to someone who had had sex? I was open. (laughs) Every year you get older, you're like, I don't care. (laughs) The the younger I was, like high school, college was like, (laughs) she's got to also be a virgin. We We have to both. And then you get older and you're like, yeah, it's probably not realistic. And also, who cares? Like, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm, why would I hold that against her? Mm-hmm. Um, it it, it would have been fine either way. Um, okay, so I'm curious. You said that you dated other women, um, but in telling them that you were waiting until marriage, do you feel like... <laughs> Um, do you feel like it made conversations about marriage or a more serious relationship come up faster? Yeah, I think so. Do you think that's um, like good or bad or are you kind of indifferent on that? I am kind of indifferent on that. I lean towards, I think it's good, but not, I think people get freaked out by it and I don't get freaked out by it. So that's why I think it's good. I think it has to be like, we can, we can talk about serious relationship stuff. We can talk about serious future stuff without um, feeling trapped in it. Like, oh no, he already, we've been dating a month and he already mentioned like what he views for marriage or what he views for kids. So I got to get the hell out of here. I think the more upfront you are with uh, that kind of stuff, the better it is for both of you in the long run. Mm-hmm. But I, and I don't think you have to feel sort of locked in like, oh no, we're already talking about that stuff. I think it gets scary when you talk about that stuff in terms of, um, oh, you want kids? So like what, in two years we'll have kids? And it's like, yo, we just met a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think being able to talk about that stuff, like what you want out of long-term relationships, what you want out of like marriage and things like that, I think that is a good thing Mm -hmm. because those conversations will come up or if if they don't come up, it's going to cause problems later Mm -hmm. yeah i think it goes back to what you said earlier about weeding people out of like if someone's not serious about building a life with you those conversations are going to freak them out yeah it's better to know early on and i but like i also think it's totally it's great to just have like fun dating relationships too Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of christians don't like i used to never date girls from church i used to date a lot of like non-church christian girls because i knew (laughs) <laughs> they're not 
like, oh, you're a Christian boy, let's get married. You know, I like, I just want to date around and have fun. But then as I met more Christian women, they were like, yeah, we just want to date around and have fun too. I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, it's, that's just so funny to me to be like, man, even the nice Christian man is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I'm trying to commit too fast. (laughs) What are you, crazy? (laughs) But but then the Christian women are like, trust me, neither are we. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh I mean it's very rare that to hear any men talk about like waiting and saving themselves till marriage. Um when you were saving yourself, did it ever make you feel like less of a man? Like did it challenge your masculinity? Yeah, sometimes. Definitely earlier on, like when I was younger. Especially high school, dudes would always brag about like hooking up with girls. So I would always avoid those conversations or just let them assume like, yeah, prob- Paul is a tall guy. He probably <laughs> is having sex. I would just never enter into those conversations because I didn't want to be like, hey, I don't have sex with girls. Because especially in high school, it, people are like, oh, so you're gay? Or like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And it's such a stupid high school thing. Because it's also like, gay people have sex too. What, like, what are you talking about? Right. Um, but then as I got older my you know my idea of like what makes a man and all that kind of stuff like that uh grew and changed and so i felt less like like oh no i'm not a man because i'm not having sex just like you know what no i i am a man because this is what i'm deciding and i'm committing to that and i'm not gonna just do what other people do or yeah Okay, so we like to wrap up on some fun questions. So <laughs> Not that this wasn't fun. <laughs> Not that this wasn't fun. We have a little theme to the show. This whole thing has just been a dense nightmare. I mean, I could talk to you for like three hours about this. I find it very interesting. <laughs> I do too. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> we ask the same questions to every guest, and they're also very fun. Um, can you remember a time that you've shot your shot, and was it a hit or a miss? Uh, yes, and it was Erica's fault. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, this, this was, um, I'll make this brief. When we were living together, um, Erica was like, hey, do you know who Lolo Jones is? Uh, she is a Christian, outspoken virgin, waiting till marriage, super hot, famous athlete. And I was like, no, who's that? She sounds perfect. <laughs> and <laughs> hot virgin, done. And... <laughs> Erica was like, you should tweet at her. You should tweet at her to ask her out. And I was like, that's the dumbest idea ever. Let me do it. (laughs) And I did. I tweeted at her and it was something super lame. It was like, um, hey, next time you're in New York, let me know and come to church with me. And she actually responded. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we private messaged each other and agreed to meet up next time she was in New York. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. (laughs) This is so divine. (laughs) And on my 25th birthday, uh, we were having a birthday party for me at our house. (laughs) And on my 25th birthday, uh, Lolo was like in town. She's like, hey, let's meet up at this diner in the city. And so I left my own birthday party to go meet up and I did not tell Lolo it was my birthday. Um, she never knew that. And on my way into the city, she was like, 
Hey, do you mind if one of my friends joins me because you're some guy from the internet? I don't want to get murdered. And I was like, no problem. <laughs> I kill it with friends. And I show up and I walk into the diner and there's Lolo in person. I'm like, oh my gosh. And right next to her is this super hot blonde buff dude. And it turns out that guy, <laughs> he was on MTV Real World. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that detail. I was like, what's this about? And then we sit down and kind of like, Duh. and it turns out he was her first date of the night. I was the second date of the oh night. Oh my God. And so now we're on this like sadistic group date thing. And I'm just like gun slinging with jokes, trying to win over a tumor. I'm making her laugh and it's good. It's great. Me and this hot dude hit it off. <laughs> Two. He's just like super nice, also a Christian dude. And um he like pays for our milkshakes. I'm like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh then after that, I her and I keep messaging and then you know, fast forward, she flew me out to her place for a few days. She visited in New York for a few days, um, a couple months later, and uh we would like talk on the phone FaceTime for like hours and hours and hours and it was we had it got like it was one of those relationships that got too serious too fast that's never good right where you're like day one hey when do you want to get married right now huh huh, huh? <laughs> and it was like Ugh. and it uh yeah so when she visited me in New York um during that time she it was just like it ended terribly it blew up and that's that. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. The shot I encouraged technically worked. It okay. Worked. That's so a good shot. shot. I shot my shot. It worked, and then the shot like looped around and, and hit you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it worked too well. Yeah. I mean, then I I got to meet Lolo Jones. I'm happy. I got I got to meet her. But generally, like like, like uh, I like I I prayed for her for the longest time after that. Like. And I, I still like want her to find someone and I would regularly pray like, God, uh, you know, I, I pray that you would like bring the right person into her life and things like that. So even though it ended terribly, I still like, you know, with any sort of intense relationship, you really get to know someone on a like deep, deep level and everything. So. Right. Or you both could relate of trying to find someone that even just had the same faith as you, let alone waiting for marriage. Yeah. 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 Cause as we learned in this episode, a lot of Christians, Real loose with that <laughs> waiting thing, apparently. Pretty loose. <laughs> loose belt buckles on them pants. Oh, man. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the Yeah, box. thanks for yeah, having thank me. This you. was fun. I'm, I'm like, if you guys have any more questions, or if you know anyone else that waited till marriage, maybe a female perspective, you got to want to recommend to us. We would love to have them on. I have tweeted at Lolo. She did not answer my tweets. So maybe I should invite her to church and she'll answer me. <laughs> You're not a hot dude, Erica. <laughs> yeah. Apparently she likes tall buff blondes. And unfortunately, I'm a brunette. <laughs> so... Um, but uh, Paul, where can everybody find you? It's at Paul Schisler on Twitter. At and Paul Schisler, yeah. At Paul Schisler, and make sure you check out Paul's album, and uh, also has a special online as well. You can check out and a book. So he's got it all. Just paulschisler.com has everything, <laughs> everything you could ever need. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. And we can find the podcast at Shooters Got to Shoot Pod, and I'm at Sparica, and I'm at the Guacamole, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.